The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Welcome to the April 15th edition of One Nation Live. My name is Rich. I am your host today, um, and we have a bevy of talk- topics to talk about. We are live right now in the in the uh, Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group. If you hear this podcast later and you want to hear it live, comes to you on Sundays, and um, we will be coming to you with you know hard topics and. You know, lots of fun and all that. But anyway, um, Vince McMahon has uh, run my co-hosts off, so I am going to hold down the reins this week and, you know, for the foreseeable future uh, until James is moved to return. You may see some guests uh, show up time to time, but this is going to be what it is um, for the, you know, short-term future. So let's get into it. Um, so couple things i want to talk about obviously they've got the big show in saudi arabia coming up soon jetta saudi arabia i believe uh the it was a big paid show it's called the greatest world rumble uh if you've been under a rock you you know haven't heard but everyone else you know what it is um saudi arabian government is backing up the brinks truck they're trying to open up their government for entertainment and one of the things they did was make it rain on vince mcmahon so vince mcmahon is rolling out um every guy he can think of if you can up walk upright and you're a capable performer at this this moment and you're a man you're going to be going to Jeddah, saudi arabia to uh perform and you know one of those matches that recently came out um, and got booked this week was the undertaker and chris jericho in a casket match now that wasn't the original match the uh original match was the undertaker versus rusev and that was like kind of a divisive thing within the wrestling community because rusev has become a guy that has been so overlooked for so long he just started gaining like this weird momentum that uh that happens you know with guys when they get over organically and it's carried and he's you know, a lot of things have happened to this guy. Like he's been thrown out the Royal Rumble pretty early. He's done jobs. He's been missing from TV. He's got inserted into the match at WrestleMania just to be pinned uh, by the worst guy in the match. Um, didn't really bother me a ton because you know they're going to do what they do with the mid card belts. But for him to get that over to actually get put in the match and then just lose kind of rubbed everyone the wrong way because you know rusev was the one you know i wasn't at the superdome but i heard the um rusev day chants were even more prevalent than the daniel bryan chants and rusev got booked in this um situation there were folks on both sides of the fence personally i didn't want to see the match because it was like man why does rusev uh, need to lose to the undertaker at all right now and you know other folks have said you know it's an honor for rusev and you know undertaker picks who we work who he works with in my estimation i don't think we have any proof of any of that like because they clearly just booked chris jericho after um i'm glad rusev didn't get the match because it's just one more thing to hurt him you know and he's a guy that's already over he doesn't need to be getting beat up by um the the 50 year old washed undertaker so we're left with the chris jericho versus undertaker match uh, now kind of out of nowhere they've never really worked um together on a major stage um they've done a one-on-one match on smackdown 
I believe they were in a triple threat against each other at uh, Survivor Series 2009, as well as an Elimination Chamber match where they were the final two, and Shawn Michaels popped out of nowhere to get The Undertaker out of there to set up their feud for WrestleMania 26. Chris Jericho and Undertaker do not have an extensive history with each other. So... Um, Jericho's been on social media the last uh, couple days building it up and being absolutely hilarious. Uh, and Chris Jericho's like just showing that he is a legend of legends. Um, he, he is now calling himself the master of the casket match. He is undefeated in casket matches. This guy's excellent. And I actually think that if anyone can get something out of The Undertaker right now, Jericho might be a guy to do it. Um, this is a casket match, so if you are familiar with casket matches, you know, you haven't really seen one since Daniel Bryan and Kane in the beginning of 2015, which, if you don't know the dirty secret about casket matches, chances are it's going to be terrible. Most of them are. Um, the Daniel Bryan and Kane one, for my money, was right there with the Shawn Michaels and Undertaker one, and the Shawn Michaels and Undertaker one was marred with interference. I believe the Daniel Bryan was as one was as well, but um, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, I think that you know the more Jericho builds it up on social media, you know he's not gonna get any help from the Undertaker. Um, the more interest interest we'll see in the match, it'll be interesting to see if Jericho will show up on TV at all. Um, you know going forward, but he's the guy, uh, Jericho. So uh, I hope we see him. I hope he returns and, you know, fresh off his the last thing, you know, he did was the appearance at Raw 25. And before that was at Wrestle Kingdom. If anybody can turn this albatross that is the Undertaker into something, it is Jericho. So um, I will be definitely looking forward to seeing uh, the goat come back, as he calls himself. Uh, but caught in the crosshairs of that was Rusev. So it's like he's been doing a lot of weird things on social media lately. He's removed everything WWE related from his Twitter profile. I'm hearing it's a work. Um, I know it work when I see one, but this guy's really good because he also just did something recently. He was in Aiden English's Instagram comment saying, I'm going to miss you brother. And all this other, you know, stuff. And when the undertaker and Rusev match was announced, uh, Rusev was like, bury me softly, brother. That led to like a lot of people saying, well, why, why is Rusev being taken out of the match for Jericho? personally don't mind because he does not need to be losing it gives us kind of a cool you know match there with taker and jericho but this is a uh, this is a storyline from everything i hear so don't worry rusev isn't going anywhere um and even if he was going somewhere he would make a killing um he is a guy that you know the goodwill has come for and i think you know fans are going to be riding with him no matter what so uh hopefully that will um you know be something that gets solved and we get like some more clarification because there's not a lot out there right now they're doing a lot of stuff to confuse you they had the tmz interview and of course the undertaker's wife um played into it a little bit and you know tmz blatantly marketed the thing as you know rusev said something that he wasn't he was like i'm gonna bury his old ass rusev never said that so tmz is known to be in bed with wwe i wouldn't be shocked if this was all overarching thing to get people more riled up about rusev but just know it is rusev day all day every day and if you don't know that i mean i don't know what you're doing here but um let's see we got anybody in the profile comments we'll have to see what that is i don't see any comments yet but we're gonna keep going um so at wrestlemania 34 aj styles and shinsuke nakamura had a match i re-watched it yesterday and i'll say this it was better the second time i watched it because you obviously know you know the ending you know like you're just kind of watching i still felt like i saw that look on aj styles face like i can't believe they're making us wrestle this match but this match wasn't as bad as I thought it was the first time. So if you have not rewatched it, I would definitely encourage you to, to check it out again. But, you know, in the fallout, um, of course, Shinsuke Nakamura turned heel and viciously attacked AJ Styles. He came out there and was kicking him in the face, hitting him with all the low blows and doing everything he could to essentially get booed. And, you know, the fans cheered, of course, because they got to see an angle. And, you know, we, we all like to see angles. But I don't think Nakamura's going to have um, an issue getting booed by, by some folks, but I think he's going to do such a good job that it's going to be like, wow, we got to see the real Nakamura um, show up. Because um, with the uh, heel turn on AJ, it's been 
kind of well let's let's back it up a little bit so nakamura has been around for about a year now right and he's essentially offered not too much in the character department he's been a guy that has been you know known for his great matches except he didn't really have any in this past year so his patience is you know kind of run thin with a lot of folks and you know being a huge nakamura fan like i am i kind of gotta you know adhere to that like and, and hear what people are saying about nakamura because he um he's not for everyone and if you don't get it you might not get it if you get what i'm saying um luckily i got to you know fall in on nakamura in 2015 in new japan where he was just had one of the best years a wrestler could have like think aj styles in 2016 think Shawn michaels in 1996 um think kenny omega or okada last year uh that, that was nakamura in 2015 so i know it's there like he just didn't magically you know get washed up or anything but um, you know, him turning heel now, he gets to be aggressive. He gets to be kind of a dick. He kind of gets to put something behind those mannerisms that, you know, we're supposed to just quote unquote love, but people didn't really have a reason to love, uh, essentially off rip like that. Unless, you know, of course you followed him from new Japan, you followed him from NXT and not everyone does that. So, um, him turning heel with the dick kicks and the interview where he said he doesn't speak English. At first, when I read it, because I didn't watch SmackDown Live this week, I was like, oh, no, they're playing him as the non-English speaking heel. And that, you know, to me is really like dated and corny. But what they did was they, they had him be completely disingenuous in an interview and then say like if you, i said it the first time essentially like if you don't get it i guess i'm not speaking english like this isn't rap this must be bungee dump, jumping you know like uh ti used to say i believe um yeah man i, th I think nakamura is gonna do excellent as a heel um what's up brian yeah he says this heel turn is what he needs yeah um i i'm disappointed that they couldn't get it right as a baby face with him and this would be i don't know if this speaks to wwe not knowing what to do with like an asian performer in a main main event role that may have limited english but you know if you look at it nakamura really doesn't have limited english um there's an excellent documentary i believe we may have touched on it um in this on this show previously because he um and it was about 37 minutes long and he spoke english the whole time that i could understand they had it subtitled so just in case you missed a word or two um you could understand it um cody says turning him heel is perfect because it Per, uh, perfectly fits the king of strong style gimmick like those kicks that he was given to aj at wrestlemania just dumping him out of the ring with those kicks it was brilliant and then uh james in the comments he says bob equals bungee jump line okay yeah it was bob instead of ti okay uh rant says he speaks conversational english fine but promo english is way different i would say the only difference with that rants um is yeah you're you're, you're probably on to something with that because he has to memorize something and <laughs> uh maybe he's not built to memorize stuff so um i think he is i lost my train of thought but yes uh turning him heel he gets to show that aggressiveness and i think he's going to be able to have the great matches now that we were expecting out of him previously um daniel bryan you know and aj styles w were booked and he obviously got to break that up um and that just pissed people off from you know from what i what i'm noticing because you know it was daniel bryan aj styles the first time and you know he <laughs> jesus while he says wait why am i listening to this well you listened to the show because you ain't on the show that's why <laughs> um so yeah they you know moving on uh but uh, i think nakamura is you know it was disappointing to see that they couldn't quite figure it out as a baby face maybe the heel turn is a lifeline um i can live with them experimenting with this guy i just hope that it's not a failure on the face side as well as the heel side because i'll be really disappointed um i'll feel like i was sold a bill of goods that didn't ever really quite work out and honestly like at that rate it would be like well i guess makamura needs to go back to japan but um yeah as i mentioned before he was um at the center of the big angle on SmackDown, uh, Paige was announced as the uh, SmackDown general manager. Cool for Paige. Uh, glad to see because, you know, she ended up retiring on Monday night. So if you guys didn't hear that, 
um, you know, check that out. And we have a page appreciation thread in the wrestling square circle where you can get, leave your testimonials and talk about all the good moments in Paige's career, share links of her matches, interviews, anything you find pertinent to Paige, uh, leave that below there. We looks like we got a comment from Sergio Parra. He says, I want him to be heel. I think he can be a perfect heel, but I'm afraid they'll just make him an evil foreigner. I am right there with you, Sergio. I do not want him on this. I hate America stuff because that is so primitive and boxed in. And I think he can play disingenuous and be the, the guy that is a lot smarter than you think he is. Um, yeah. So Daniel Bryan, uh, and AJ Styles wrestled this week. Paige announced it in the main event. Most people were like, what are you guys doing? Why are you booking this match? I've read about it, and I was talking to Dave Fenshaw at the time, and he didn't spoil it for me. He's going to be like, you, you won't believe what they just booked in the main event. And I was like, well, okay. So I'm out at dinner or whatever. Um, so I just pull up the results, and I'm like, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. What the fuck are they doing? And then, you know... I want to see Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles at SummerSlam. I want to see Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania. I want to see Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles at Survivor Series. However you want to do it. But, you know, they did this thing. They got the Superstar Shake-Up coming. Whatever. They didn't do a finish. It felt very WCW Monday Nitro-ish. Where they go ahead and book this match that obviously could headline anything. And then they fuck it up for heat. As James is mentioning in the comments. They ruined Brian Styles for hashtag heat. More life. More fire. More hashtag heat. Um, <laughs> so if that didn't get people pissed off about Nakamura. I don't know what would. So, um, But let's talk about you know how Dan Bryan looked in that match. If you if you haven't you know watched the match or anything, Dale Bryan is just fine, y'all. Dale Bryan is back. He has not missed a step. I'm sure he was training in secret. He was in the same gear that he was in at WrestleMania. So I want to see the alternate gear that he unveiled on WWE.com. He had held up the knee pad for one of them, and it looked like they were in Seattle Seahawks colors. So. Hopefully he gets to bust that out soon. But um, reviewing his first week back uh, overall, obviously was at WrestleMania um, in the Superdome where he won the WWE World Heavyweight title and also wrestled Triple H in two four, over four-star matches on one night. He came out there and, you know, he got this big grand video package for his return. I liked it a lot. Um, I wish they had embraced some more of that stuff in real time as it was happening rather than running away from it as quick as they could or not mentioning it. Um, only a fool would, wouldn't mention those uh, type of things. But, yeah. <laughs> um, secret, yes. And they you know, showed everything and just built it up. And it felt so good when Daniel Bryan came out. It felt like, you know, the guy that we all loved is getting another chance. And this plays off the promo that he did a couple weeks ago, fight for your dreams. So your dreams will fight for you. This is the epitome of a baby face that everyone loves. And I love nothing more than good baby faces that everyone cheers. And, you know, when it, when it, when it connects, it just works. And Daniel Bryan is a perfect example of that. Um, he came out, the crowd went absolutely nuts. I felt like I was in a time warp back to Yeslemania, uh, because he had ultimate control and everything like that. But of course, WWE laid this match out a bit funny. Um, they had Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens whoop their ass from the jump and apron power bombed them right off rip. So after waiting three years uh, for this man to return, we had to wait 10 more minutes. So while Darren Bryan sat on the apron, you know, they wore Shane McMahon's ass out. Like, bro, we have to talk about Shane McMahon. This man, Shane McMahon, has to go. Um, he's terrible. Um, if he wrestles, it shouldn't be for a really long time until he can get like his wind right. Like he looks like he was really suffering from that diverticulitis and whatever the hell else was wrong with him. I don't know why they, uh, rolled this dude out there for that. It's, it's also one of those safety things that shame. I thought shame man literally could, uh, die in the ring. Like, because, you know, I feel like diverticulitis is pretty serious, but he made it. So, you know, Props to him for, for, for sticking it out, but that was a big risk. But anyway, Daniel Bryan, um, he got in the ring. He wore Kevin Owens out. He wore Sami Zayn out. I thought he looked good. Uh, if you, How do you guys like uh, think that you know, Daniel Bryan looked? Let me know. You can tweet me at richladder 32 on Twitter, or you can just let me know in the comment section. But I love the gear that he rocked. I thought he 
he and Sami Zayn definitely need to work with each other uh, immediately. And I, you know, if Brian's not in, you know, entangled with Styles or Nakamura coming forward on the Superstar Shakeup, I really think his first uh, one-on-one match should be against Sami Zayn because Zayn is a guy that a he's familiar with, b is one of the best wrestlers on the planet and B when a Daniel or C when a Daniel Bryan versus Sami Zayn match be absolute fire. Like <laughs> this guy could use a, a great, you know, match to, to come back because the tag match is cool. Obviously he did his thing with styles, but we want to see that feature length, uh, 20, 20 minute, 22 minute classic that he can put on with Sami Zayn. And Zayn doesn't really have to step outside of himself, uh, to do that. Um, Sergio says he changed enough to be safe, but not enough to notice without looking. Right. So one thing that I noticed with Daniel Bryan, um, he's still doing the diving headbutt. Um, I believe he's still doing like, you know, the drop kicks off the top rope. In my opinion, Daniel Bryan doesn't really wrestle any more aggressively or dangerously than anyone else. Like he's not really come out coming out here um flipping over the top rope and just doing will osprey type stuff he doesn't do that um and i think one thing that he did you know with this corner drop kick so he doesn't land directly on his head which is cool he grabs the ropes and he flips over and it's actually more efficient if you think about it but um Comment from James, he says, lousy, ineffective, constantly failing top baby faces is the number one fundamental reason why I'm on sabbatical. Fuck am I rooting for? Um, what's up, Kyle? Send you a wave. Um, but yeah, man, um, I think Dan Bryan has looked awesome his first week back, and I can't wait to see where he goes from here. He, I feel like he's going to regain his momentum rather fast. Do you guys think um, that he should stay on SmackDown for the foreseeable future or should they move him over to Raw? You know, let me know what you guys think. Um, you could move him to Raw and get it popping, but I don't know if you want to put him and Roman Reigns together that fast because obviously that is a huge money match and people will start trying to wish for that a lot sooner than I think should it should happen. I think that's definitely a WrestleMania match one of these days. And... You know, you're not going to do anything but hurt Roman Reigns at this point, but they have no problem with hurt, hurting Roman Reigns, as you know, you guys know. Um, what they did to this guy this week, they busted his head open to the white meat, they beat him, they sent him out there to cut like a ridiculous WCW style promo. They had Samoa Joe come out there and just like pull his heart out of his chest with his bare hands, like TI. Um, <laughs> Samoa Joe is back, and I am so glad to see Joe because. Joe is a guy that won me over um, with his intensity, with his realism, with his not even necessarily his wrestling, like just the thing that he brought to these feuds where it felt like, yo, he's going to kick your head off. He's going to put you to sleep, choke you out, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. And putting him in there with Roman Reigns, that's a natural matchup. You know, they've done it a couple times on TV already. So I'm going to try to do my best to ignore that. But if that's the beginning of something throughout, you know, the early part of the summer, I can rock with it. Hopefully, Roman Reigns will take the belt off of Brock Lesnar because I'm tired of Lesnar. Take your ass to UFC, go into USADA pool, go get your head bust, whatever. But, um, yeah, so... um comments here uh brian says smackdown has had a bad 12 months they'll need daniel bryan to anchor the show uh and kyle moore says daniel bryan versus the miz should be the number one feud on smackdown this summer yeah the miz should definitely go to smackdown um now that he's lost the intercontinental title uh you send him over there and eventually we get this daniel bryan versus miz stuff popping that could be you know a huge match at SummerSlam. they could just run it forever and go back and forth um It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, what's up, Jason? Um, Sergio says, keep them on SmackDown for as long as possible. Make them like Edge, Undertaker, or Benoit. Um, he can move to Raw, but let him be known for SmackDown. <laughs> James says, chisel April 8th, 2018 on Reigns' tombstone. S-M-H-L-O-L. Yeah, man. Roman Reigns had a really bad week. Uh, Roman Reigns wasn't on the itinerary to talk about uh, this you know, week, but... I feel like compelled to um, explain how bad things have gone for this guy and being, you know, you may hear us be critical of Reigns on this show and we're critical of a lot, but 
I was a big fan of Roman Reigns from the jump. He's had a lot of missteps that were his fault. He's also had missteps that were the company's fault. This one is on the company. Um, they keep sticking him into these situations where they're trying to fit a round peg into a square hole or vice versa. You can pick uh, which one is which, but they're not doing him any favors, but they're not also rolling him out there like as a heel. So it's like, why would you do this to a guy that you are positioning to be the top baby face? I don't know. Um, you gotta do something here. If you want him to win, just let them win. Just deal with it. I don't know what they're afraid of, like as far as like the boos or anything, because whether he wins in front of a booing crowd, whether he wins in front of possibly a more forgiving crowd in Saudi Arabia, how's it going to impact your business? I don't think it will at all. Um, and I don't know, man. Like, I think, <laughs> like, uh, James left a comment. He said, Vince should be in jail for murdering his boy in all caps. Yeah, man. Like the things that they've, they're asking Roman Reigns to come back from, not even Strowman has been asked to come back from this much. He's got, I don't know, man, if it was up to me and it was my company, I wouldn't be having the guy want to get essentially put the future of my company, uh, in his hands. I don't, I wouldn't be having him getting his head bust with those, um, elbows or anything like that. That could have fucked Roman Reigns up for a really long time. Luckily, it didn't. Um, and they got lucky because what happens if Roman Reigns get, goes out with concussions now? Like, that's just stupid, in my opinion. And Lesnar, someone has to explain the fascination with me, uh, to me with Brock Lesnar at this point. He's lazy, he's overrated, and he's clearly past his peak. And whatever you know him and Heyman do together it feels dated it feels like we've seen it before where's the new tricks w with Heyman and Lesnar at this point I really feel like um you know they're they're gonna be facing each other in a steel cage match which can lead to all types of fuckery happening uh people running in steel cage matches are usually disasters um at this point the last one I can remember seeing on pay-per-view uh, I think there was one with the, there was a tag team one with the Hardys and the bar, but before that in a one-on-one -on -one situation, uh, it was Seth Rollins and Randy Orton, like just off my memory. There may have been other ones, let me know, uh, but if I remember right with that one, people were just running in and out of the cage. Uh, also, John Cena and Bray Wyatt is a great example of the cage match being like stupid. Uh, I don't know if this is a situation where, you know, they haven't announced the stipulations yet. But he's going to either have to escape or pin this guy, one would think. And I don't think they're going to let him pin Brock Lesnar. I think he's going to win the belt by escape. And it'll be like, yeah, you know, you never really beat me. You just escaped. And then they do the match again. Like, and it's just going to be like, yo, Roman doesn't need this. We don't need this. I'm ready for Lesnar to just go. But, um... Yeah, man, uh, I'll touch more on that in the coming weeks, but they've done Roman Reigns such a disservice, uh, not only in kayfabe, but out of kayfabe. Anyway, let's go on to the uh, to the next thing. Uh, the NXT, obviously, you know, after WrestleMania, they're going to send, uh, you know, they're going to have call-ups. They're going to bring out, you know, the fresh new faces of, of the future, and uh, they're going to roll out relatively vanilla shows essentially, and lean on the call-ups and kind of surprises and returns. I guess that's a good place. We can actually talk about Lashley in here as well. Um, I'll put that on my list. But, um, yeah, so the call-ups on Monday Night Raw, we had No Way Jose show up. And, you know, all of his glory with, you know, looking like the Dominican Adam Rose at this point. And he was, you know, dancing to the ring, jiving. I'll give, I'll give No Way, No Way Jose this. If you have not seen uh, No Way Jose in person, um, or like at a house show or anything from NXT, which you know a lot of people haven't because obviously it's NXT, and I would see him, you know, in some of the local house show markets. His entrance is so fun, so like gravitating, like you gravitate towards him, and. The cool thing is he would go in there and, you know, he would have the referees dancing. He would have the ring announcer like Dasha Fuentes dancing. And it, it was he's the ultimate opening match wrestler. 
And I don't know if he has a ceiling much higher than that. If he does one day, cool. I would love to see it, but I don't, you know, necessarily see the uh, super upside on it that some people may. But I think he's definitely a fun guy to have around to set a certain tone for uh, either the open and match of your shows. You can use him in dark segments. You can use him uh, a bunch of different ways. I was on the lookout for who may be a future NXT champion in the uh, conga line. I couldn't see anybody. A lot of these guys had their faces covered. So we'll see how much they care about no way jose the the more um that conga line starts getting smaller once you know we go from seeing like 15 people with them to 10 and then we start seeing like four people with them and then we start seeing like just him so <laughs> it's coming i feel like but it'll be like how long will he last what else does he do besides this um sergio says he thinks they're gonna drop that entrance in less than six months that is a full possibility because he um you know it's it's limited you know we'll see we'll see how it all works out um also coming up was aop the authors of pain uh dressing their SWAT gear and all that. These guys are huge. They have grown so much. I believe they're homegrown guys from NXT. So um, WWE should be doing as much as possible to champion them as a success story of their performance center. I think that they, um, have, I, I'm, I, I know I was reading, uh, some of the comments on uh, shoot Saturday and I think, it was shoot Saturday where Kyle Morris said he's worried about their ceiling without Paul Ellering. Now that is a solid point because Paul Ellering was a guy that would cut promos and kind of, you know, teach him the business and all those things like that. But AOP is not used to performing or excuse me. AOP is used to performing without Paul Ellering there. He didn't do all the NXT house shows. He only pretty much showed up on the TV and the big events. They could be, depending on how they're used, I would try to get them with like a Samoa Joe or something like to make as you know big impact as possible rather than just sticking them in the tag team division, making them wait while somebody else ends up fighting for the tag belts and then they get the next shot almost like they're the blood, blood uh, excuse me, bludgeon brothers. I think they need to get involved in like a storyline or a stable like right away. Like, like cool, thank you Paul Ellerin, you led us to the dance and we're going to go do something else now. We're going to be with Samoa Joe. We're going to be with help. You know, if you want to turn Roman Reigns, like, like bring AOP out there to destroy Brock Lesnar's ass, uh, help Roman Reigns win in, in scumbag like fashion. And then you have those three, uh, running over the, the raw roster. Um, Kyle Moore says AOP aren't going to last long as a team. Monster acts have an expiration date. Um, Casey says, um, I've been watching NXT weekly since November. Ellering really didn't add much to AOP in my opinion. I feel the same way, Casey. Like it's, it's a cool thing to have. Like, yes, uh, Ellering had a legendary tag team in the road warriors, uh, back in the eighties. And now he has like, this is his last like kind of team or whatever. That was, that is cool for wrestling fans. But like, if you, uh, rolling him out there on Monday night, raw, Obviously, Raw has somewhat of an older audience now. I think their average viewers are, like, around 50 years old. They may know who Paul Ellering is, but, yeah, <laughs> the new improved shield, as James would say. Um, but Paul Ellering, I don't know exactly what he's adding on the main roster at this rate. He's not going to do all the travel and all that. You don't want him part-time. You either got to be in or out with it. I think that um, AOP needs a storyline rather than them just beating everybody up because that's going to get really old really fast um another person that came up was ember moon um also on monday night raw she was in a tag team with nia jackson got the pin on alexa bliss so i don't know if that's a sign that alexa bliss may be moving to smackdown that was kind of her being written off or whatever but ember moon concerns me i think in the ring she is as good as it gets on, on the women's side she's phenomenal she's been underrated from you know all of her takeover performances they're all enjoyable to you know a certain extent um but the character is really confusing to me the aura like i feel like is going to get lost the second they make her talk which they were already starting to do in nxt and you know wwe doesn't necessarily um run away from people's weaknesses they'll kind of put you on the spot sometimes so Either one of two things are going to happen. They're either going to like really expose her, I feel like, eventually, or they're going to play into the 
the supernatural portion of her character and it's just gonna get really weird because she's not the undertaker she's not the demon finn balor it's like she's kind of just into this werewolf shit like in whatever um James had a question for the old heads. How much better was Ellering than number one Paul Jones? LOL, LOL. Um, I, I do not know what he's talking about. So if you guys know, send me a tweet at richladder 32 or at One Nation Radio and, and let us know. Maybe I'll ask uh, my man Mike about that. So uh, what up, Mike? Um, but yeah, I'm kind of concerned about Ember Moon. So if it's not the wrestling, I don't know what else is there personally and you know we were talking about ember moon in the group uh i want to say like last november around the time she was set to win the championship whether you know or excuse me not not uh november in uh january the first time she was going to wrestle Shayna baszler it was like yo have baszler just run through her they didn't do it and it was like they essentially just waited a couple months to do it so she's up on the main roster now we'll see it's always good to have another good women's wrestler um on deck because it's either that or we can have like you know the mandy roses the dana brooks the carmella's now who's now the smackdown women's champion um who also gets to learn on the job and i was making a joke i was like just when we got rid of alexa bliss we get carmella to learn on the job now so hopefully carmella can do a little bit more she hasn't really had the reps um to do so so i'm i'm sure she's gonna bring it on the microphone i'm a little less sure about in the ring it'll be interesting to see what her first feud is if charlotte uh goes at who we're gonna talk about next or she goes right back for the title which i don't think is gonna happen i feel like carmelo is gonna have that belt for quite a while um at this rate but the uh last call up i believe if there was anyone that i've missed let me know is the iconics billy k and uh peyton royce uh, i know my man kyle has been waiting for them to come up uh for a long time a lot of folks have been waiting for them to, them to come up uh i feel like they've been in nxt forever um like Peyton Royce has gone through a complete transformation as far as her look like she's like cut her hair and you know totally changed her ring gear so it's it's really like you know a completely different Peyton Royce than you knew that she showed up in NXT when it was like oh they have two new Australian girls like it's way different now um they came out there and they whooped Charlotte's ass and got her cashed in on and then kind of just like got out the way while Carmella did her thing now will the Iconics be uh, affiliated with Carmella it remains to be seen I would like to see them uh, essentially lay the groundwork to why there should be a women's tag team division and in my opinion that women's tag team division should go across both shows I think we should eventually end up with like a women's weekly show um, that you know not necessarily in the vein of 205 Live, but hey, this is just special for y'all. Like, this is what y'all get to do. Like, we get one great match uh, every week. Like, whether uh, we're guaranteed to see Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, uh, Ember Moon, or uh, Asuka, like, one of them will have a great match somewhere in the show. Like, and they'll get 20 minutes to do it with whoever. Um, and then you can have the tag team belts on there uh, for the women. You can even spring in uh, the NXT women on that show, like, showing that, yo, this show is like, the premier quality women's, women's wrestling in the world, uh, even though obviously you know there's stardom and all that other stuff. We're gonna just pretend that it doesn't exist, um, and I'm sure WWE will as well. Um, maybe you can get like Ronda on there, so this will in- entice people to buy the network. Be like, yo, this is our show that Ronda Rousey gonna compete on, and you don't use her on Monday Night Raw. Maybe you just you know use her like everyone else. But I think uh, the iconic duo has some potential. I'm not necessarily sure about it in the ring with Billy Kay. Peyton Royce is above serviceable. Um, James says, please explain the iconic duo's act. So they are the mean girls. They are um, the the two fine women that are just about to run, you know, rough shop on everybody. Now, there is a question whether there are too many like women's stables around that all kind of feel the same. Obviously, the Riot Squad and Absolution did. They don't, uh, you know, fall back as much on the beauty. The these these ladies, I kind of take them for the Australian Bella Twins um hopefully they have they have a higher ceiling than that but you know i'm a huge nikki bella fan so maybe if peyton royce can grow into that i think that's more than okay yeah um kyle morris has a new version of the beautiful people which i believe was in impact wrestling kyle so um yeah so we'll see how the iconic duo does uh but putting them with charlotte i think i think they gotta run it of like right off rip uh, uh, I'm, I'm here for a Peyton Royce and Charlotte match. 
Billy Kay, I don't know. Y'all gonna have to y'all gonna have to uh, show me. Um, James says so. Lay cool too. Great. <laughs> so um yeah um and the last guy like he wasn't an NXT call up or anything but Bobby Lashley is back. So I never watched Bobby Lashley. I I honestly never watched a complete whole match of his. So he has a complete clean slate with me. Um, I'm sure folks you know have felt you know a certain type of way about him whether you know he's actually good or compelling or can he talk i don't know any of these things i know he's a big powerhouse motherfucker that you know uh is a lot better than supposedly he was and he has like some mma legitness to him i wish he would stop wearing that headband because that just looks corny as fuck to me um maybe we get you know <laughs> maybe we get another black world champion with bobby lasley so you know we'll see um david uh, landro says i hope the delayed suplex he used isn't his new finisher I'm with you on that because A, it's just vertical suplex. It's not like some type of brain buster type thing. It's him just sitting in that hole and it takes a really long time. And me, I like finishers that can kind of just flash and end a match like quick. Um, if you got to do like all, you know, this, this shit to put him in position and hold him up there, that's more of like a, um, like a signature move. I hope, hopefully he breaks out something new uh, with that, but I'm here for Bobby Lashley. We'll see. I don't, I don't have a reason to not, uh, want to see him succeed or anything like that. So, uh, who, I wonder who he fights. Maybe he goes into a few with Elias to begin with or something like that but we're gonna get to Elias a little bit later um but what I want to talk about with Lashley is eventually does he get to fight Brock do they use him as a main eventer do they use him in a vein similar to like Sheldon Benjamin how they brought back to be a veteran to put guys over he's a guy that Vince McMahon I know is very high on he loved him back in the day um yeah, and <laughs> that, you know, Kyle says he's using the spear and impact. You know he can't have that. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't think we're going to see him spearing people with Roman Reigns around. And James says, um, also, he's not doing that to Strowman. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I don't think he's going to be lifting Braun Strowman up like that. I don't think he's um, going to be lifting up Kane like that uh, and holding him for 35 seconds. Um yeah, so we'll see what Lashley does. Hopefully, there's something uh, he can bring. Let me know if he's a good promo. I don't know. I know literally nothing about Bobby Lashley, so I'm looking to see just like everyone else. Um, Davis says he thinks he'll be a main eventer. He could be. Why not? Uh, uh, who do you guys think he would be a, a good match with? Kyle says he'll dethrone Lesnar. Wow, that's, that's high praise. Um, look, if he does, I'm here for it. I'm on that uh, ABB right now. Anyone but Brock. So, um, yeah, the last thing I want to talk about today is um, the Superstar Shakeup and folks that should be begging to be switched because either this, you know, how they've been used has kind of just not been, you know, up to par or they've kind of run, you know, a little bit dry on their side. So we'll start with Monday Night Raw. Finn Balor, number one. I feel like they've demonstrated that he will never, ever get a chance on Monday Night Raw. He is a guy that they thought could be a potential building block for the future. He carried NXT for well over two years, and the brand really did its first, uh, you know, big line of extension on his back or expansion on his back. That's when they were able to start doing arenas and all that other stuff. He, he immediately won the Universal title. They were going to give him a run in wake of Roman Reigns getting, you know, suspended for the PEDs and all that. He was going to hold that that belt, you know, however that was going to go. Don't know. They could have fucked him up back then, but they didn't. He got hurt, um, and they've never committed to him since. They've beat this guy. They've had him look like a jackass on multiple occasions. They've told him he wasn't over. They've taken matches, quote unquote, that were rumored away from him. Uh, he was supposed to eventually get a match with Brock Lesnar. They said he got buried by Kane, never got a rematch. He got, uh, he showed a big run in the Royal rumble. Didn't really lead to much. He was excellent. in The elimination chamber. It led him to the intercontinental title. He got all the way to WrestleMania and did not get to use the paint, uh, that he used against AJ styles in a random match. You know, luckily that Bray Wyatt thing didn't ever happen or else they were literally going to try to ruin this man's career. Um, and Bray Wyatt wrestling Bray Wyatt while Bray Wyatt was wearing the drag and all that. 
I don't know, man. Like, that guy should be begging to move to SmackDown because they've clearly demonstrated on Raw they're not going to give him a chance. This is the land of the big boys, and if you're not the big boys, you have to be Seth Rollins. And <laughs> so Seth Rollins, like, is has kind of shown that he's on another level. And I don't know if Balor is necessarily that, but if he goes to SmackDown, you know, maybe he can find a niche uh, on there, you know, as a baby face or even as a heel because SmackDown has looked like they're about to reshuffle everything. They're clearly slotting gender way underneath with that U.S. title. And they are, you know, they're going to have heel spots wide open. Like you got Nakamura, who's probably your top heel. You're going to have Baron Corbin. And after that, you might have Mojo Raleigh from there looking at the SmackDown roster, it gets real thin. And, you know, with the superstar shakeup, that could be, uh, you know, someone could arrive. You have Ziggler as well, who's a heel, who's also on my list. We'll get to later. But, um, yeah, maybe you send Balor over there and you turn him, and then you have, like, a one-two punch of Nakamura and uh, Finn Balor as your top two heels, and then you have AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan as your top two faces. I can ride with that. I would watch SmackDown. It would be hard-pressed to even think, like, Road Dogg could fuck that up. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so um, the next guy I think that should be begging to move is Elias. Um, he's gotten over so well, and we touched a little bit on this on the last show, the WrestleMania show, that he's done so well in what he's been given. Uh, which was not a lot of pay-per-view matches and limited TV matches. And he's got TV matches with um, with with Roman Reigns. He's had TV matches with Cena. He's had TV matches with Jason Jordan. He's had one real one-on-one pay-per-view match. He's been in certain situations where he just got to essentially do his gimmick. I think he needs to go to SmackDown to get the wrestling portion of it. He's already over, so the wrestling portion should be... Uh, where they try to focus on him if they see him as a star of the future. If they don't, they see him just as the guitar guy, fine, leave him on Raw. But if you want to send him over and eventually use him at those top levels to be uh, headlining uh, SummerSlams, headlining Survivor Series, having championship matches maybe at the Royal Rumble, or even actually eventually getting a spot at WrestleMania, I think you need to get to wrestling in order with him because people believe his look, people believe his his, uh, his gimmick, and, you know, folks like him. And he's, like, on the verge of, like, winning me over, which I would have never said a year ago. It's just the only thing that's holding him back is the wrestling. And I think on SmackDown, he may be able to get a chance to do that because there are going to be so many great wrestlers for him to work with like whether it's Dan Bryan, AJ Styles um, you know you got Rusev in the mid card you got the um, Bobby Roode, you've got the New Day like you can play him off a bunch of guys that may, it may be interesting so we'll see um, Kyle Moore says uh, or excuse me, uh, David says forever with um, <laughs> Balor with the over joint. Uh, James said he feuded over paint with Bray Wyatt. Yes, they did. Uh, Jer- uh, David says Rusev got swished, but he's still getting buried slowly. I hope Rusev has has so much more, um, you know, to go like to do because they they can't fuck this up. With Rusev, they just can't. Um, Kyle Moore says Finn as a heel is money, correct? And as you can see, the Bullet Club is still going to this day, and he hasn't been in it in years. Um, Jeremy says Nakamura and Balor can be the Chaos Club. Why not? And just wink, wink, nudge, nudge at New Japan. Like, yeah, we're the Chaos Club. Um, you know, they have no no problem putting club in there with something. Uh, the last folks on Monday Night Raw that I think should be begging to get Switch are the Revival they've clearly demonstrated that they don't care about these guys. Um, they can go to SmackDown and essentially in a trade for American alpha, um, send those two, because I think, you know, Vince would, you know, use American alpha on raw a little bit more because they have the physique. They have like the pedigree, like they have like just something I feel like Vince McMahon likes, like Sheldon Benjamin, uh, obviously wouldn't bring them back. And Gable maybe could like, use that extra time that raw provides and get you know longer matches maybe against someone uh in a revival going to smackdown that would force them to essentially start with a clean slate uh you can forget about all the injuries you can forget about uh dx burying them you can forget about them looking like geeks and andre giant battle royal you can start them fresh and have them say they were disrespected on on raw and when we're here on smackdown we don't even want to be here and you know let those guys really unload because they can talk they are they aren't mutes and they are capable of great matches so they've they've been on a bit of a downturn so i look forward uh, hopefully the revival gets switched the last guy um that i think should look to be begging to be switched 
is is Dolph Ziggler. Um, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler has, on SmackDown has been made to look like an absolute dumbass. He gave away the United States title, left, came back at number 30, got thrown out uh, the Royal Rumble in a minute and 26 seconds. <laughs> they thought they came up with this whole convoluted storyline of him eventually won the headline WrestleMania. So he got thrown in that uh, six pack challenge with the WWE title. They knew he didn't have a chance in winning. Um, and he was there and then he ends up in the Andre, the giant battle Royal. If you can't find a spot at all on SmackDown, I, I feel like you have to go to raw. So many fresh matches await him um, on raw as it's currently constructed. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so let, I'll just assume like, Hey, you know, Finn Balor may need an opponent if he doesn't go anywhere. Um, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, uh, plenty of guys. Like, maybe when Dean Ambrose comes back, they, they run that back. But he's got to get away from SmackDown because he's never, like, he looks second. It's a secondary brand with a secondary guy at this point. They need to get him over to Raw and utilize him. Um, I don't know if this is a situation where they've forever given up on Dolph Ziggler because I know I haven't. Um, I think he is has plenty of talent. I think he can still be used at a mid to top level. We'll see. I, I know Raw is the, the land of the big boys. Like, you know, you got Strowman, you got Joe, and you got Reigns and Brock hanging around. So maybe you don't ever get that chance at the super top. But you're telling me he can't go out there and just have great entertaining matches? I think he can. Um, but him on SmackDown, like, has kind of lowered, like, everything that he was doing. So I don't know, man. Um, what do you guys think is going to happen in the superstar shakeup? Literally anything could happen because Vince McMahon can just wake up tomorrow and, and snap his fingers and send uh, such and such to, to whoever, to whatever show. Uh, I feel like we're going to be into some, you know, I feel like Miz has to move him and Dale Bryan have to end up on the same brand. Yeah. As you're mentioning, David, um, James said he had a better idea. Throw the whole raw tag division away. Yeah. Absolute trash at this point and move them all to SmackDown live. Um, yeah, they, they got to figure something out, but yeah, man, um, that's pretty much going to wrap up one nation live. Thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, this is my first like solo show. I don't know how I think I talked for about 50 minutes. So thank you guys in the comments for, um, getting me through this show. Uh, and make sure you guys check out the rest of the shows on the social suplex podcast network You can check out the Ricky and Clive show. They did their WrestleMania review as well as the outsiders edge. We have the one nation radio, uh, review with me and James of WrestleMania and also NXT as well as keeping it strong style um yeah seth and ziggler survivor series 2014 was fire and i'd love to see that again for the intercontinental title um so yeah man um make sure you guys leave a rating and review on your uh podcast app of choice thank you so much casey um uh, i'm trying to go ahead and and figure my way on this maybe i can do like some of this solo stuff but i'm definitely gonna have some guests on to help me out because i don't want to sit and listen to myself talk for 50 minutes or an hour at a time uh, we'll see how it all goes but thank you guys for listening i appreciate it peace thank you for listening to one nation radio we'll see you next time